Welcome to the Young Crones Cafe, where you can get a magic brew full of all sorts of information, both witchy and practical. Grab a cup of coffee and join us. I'm Elizabeth, a wordsmith. And I'm Dave, a modern-day sage. We are going to talk about various witchcraft and life topics from a slightly more mature perspective, at least most of the time. Thanks for joining us. Today's metaphysical kernel of thought is the concept of fate. There are things that are fated for all of us. We cannot change the color of our skin, whether we have good hair or how tall we are. We could sit around bemoaning this fact or learn to work with what we have. If I could be two or three inches taller, I would be able to reach the top shelves in my home. But I just yell for a teenager when I want to get something down. Where we are in the present moment is also faded in a sense. Whatever happened to us or our actions from the past have brought us to this moment and shaped who we are and how we may react in a current situation. However, we can also change the future if we choose to do so, because it is not determined in advance for us. Each choice we make and each action we take right now determines any potential future we may encounter. We can look at the patterns of present behaviors we have developed as a result of our personal past and decide which continue to serve our present needs. We can then make the effort through magical or mundane means to alter our actions so that our present improves or at least our perception of it might. This already changes the idea of an inevitable future based on our past and present. We do not have to live up to a destiny of continued failure or disappointment or beliefs that we are not meant to have a better life. We can envision the future we want to have and make deliberate choices in the present to move us in that direction. However, the future rarely appears in a neat straight line with a perfect course for us to follow. It is like sailing where we need to make adjustments due to changes in the wind and waves around us. Because we are human, we will not always make the best choices for ourselves. And we also encounter other people who are making choices that we have no control over. The consequences of their behaviors can impact what we thought our future might become or create a detour while we deal with our own reactions to events over which we have no control. One important thing to keep in mind is that we do not have control over other people's thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and trying to do so can seriously impact our own potential futures. Because of human limits, we see time as occurring in a sequence of past leading to the present and the present leading to the future. The past is over and gone. Nothing we can do can change it. So in this sense, it is that part of fate that is carved in stone. Because of this, it can still influence our present if we allow it to do so. This is that part of fate that we can control and determine. We can deliberately do something different which will affect the course of our current path and create an altered future of our own choosing. This is where we no longer stay stuck and controlled by what many consider an unchangeable fate. Well, tonight we get to delve into the concept of fate. Appropriately spooky music somewhere there, I guess. When you think about it, a lot of people throw up their hands and say, oh, it's just fate. And we seem to have, over the years, developed the, the idea that, yes, there is that fate that's carved in stone, but not necessarily all of it. Yeah, right. Just to jump right into what I get from this reading is my new definition of fate is fate is that river of my decisions 
and other people's decisions around me that got me to this point in my life where I am in this place and I am this person. That is a result of an entire huge web of, like I say, not only my choices, but other choices and environment and everything else got me here. And all of that is, for lack of a better word, done. That is the part that for me is carved in stone. Yeah, me too. And and then there's also the genetic piece. I can't be any taller. I'm never going to be without yep. glasses. You know, things like this. And I don't know how long I have on this planet this time around. Sure. You know, that's all faded and set in motion the minute conception occurs or whatever viability how's that depending on your point of view (laughs) in that sense you know and that's also influenced by environment because there are people in this world who might have been you know like six foot five but when they were little kids they didn't have the right food or the right environment or whatever so they're you know five foot two kind of thing you know So there are those influences, but you're right. I think that's the part that's carved its own. No, none of us has a Wayback Machine or a TARDIS or any of the other wonderful sci-fi devices right. that will let us go back and change the past. But I am also a firm believer that if I went back and changed the past, I wouldn't be who I am in the present when I got back here. And I might not want to. Well, I and I'm, I'm going to jump right in here with, a, with part of the reading. We can look at the patterns of present behaviors we have developed as a result of our personal pasts and decide which continue to serve our current needs. The fact that I now at this moment realize that it's not just fate without me having input, but Every decision that I make and every moment that I make, and like I was talking about a couple of weeks ago, every word that I speak Mm -hmm. is, in fact, setting that fate that is out in front of me. Exactly. Um, I kind of think that's sort of living intentionally. and, And what that's about is knowing that the way that we live and the way that we speak with others and the way that we speak with ourselves is impacting how long we're going to live and, and things like that simply because it's our will that's driving this carbon unit. Yeah, and I think it's also developing that awareness of the now that so many world religions say is so important, and that's why. If you know, if you're looking at now exactly as it is with intention, you're going to make choices that give you a better future. Just right now, I can do something. Right now, if I spot an issue, I can choose to do something about it or I can choose to do something about it later. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Or I'm reacting the way I reacted 10 years ago because this person reminds me of somebody I had an argument with, not even sometimes on a conscious level. And it it interferes with how I see that person right now and the choices I make in the interaction I'm going to have with them. And being able to realize that, yeah, I'm not seeing you with my today's eyes. I'm seeing you with the eyes of a 15-year-old from years ago, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to make rational choices right now. And just simply being aware of that, I think, gives us so much, for lack of a better word, power. 
Mm-hmm. I actually feel recently like my hands are back on the steering wheel and I am driving my fate, not riding it out. Exactly. Um, and I think that's just part of the place where I am both in my life and in my spiritual learning. Oh, me too. In a lot of ways, you know, some days it goes really well and other days I feel like I'm six, you know, but that's okay too. (laughs) Let's be honest, you know, I'm six and I want a blanket and a nap to turn into a better person. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually had the thought the other day at work that, you know, I work in a place where I bet if I just sit here and suck my thumb, nobody would complain. <laughs> or notice. Or notice. Right? Yeah, no, no, Dave, I did it. And the Dave's other part quiet about today, that, you know. <laughs> and the other part about that is driving your bus. It's not like we get given a nice straight line path. Rarely. Every once oh, in a yeah, while, no. we get a glimpse of the future, and we know exactly how to get to that one. And we're supposed to get to that point, and then we're back in the weeds again. Well, and it's 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 funny you say it that way because that's in 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 this week's tip tricker, which he hint I talk about getting in that wonderful space, and then splash the bus goes by, and you're covered in slush, and suddenly you are just yanked back to the mundane. And I, I talk about ways to be able to, to maintain that one footed each. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I think is important to remember is that other people's behaviors can impact us and create detours. Like I never planned at my age to be raising teenagers. Sure. That's the result of somebody else's choices and decisions. Absolutely. So that, yep. You know, but there is there is causality in the universe. I believe that. I I, oh, I strongly sure. believe in cause and effect. Oh sure, and there's stuff we cannot control, but I can make myself nuts trying to control other people's thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, because then I'm not focusing on mine. Quite honestly, what you just described was like about a four month chunk of my last year, where I was trying so hard to to think, behave, and feel for everyone but myself. And the decisions that were made along that way have have gotten me to this point where I can talk about it as a lesson and not be either shamed or feared by it because I know it can't be undone. No, it can't. And you wouldn't be the Dave you are right this minute if you hadn't done that. And I think that's the big part of the I would be a lesser man. Yeah, you'd be a different Dave. Yeah, You know, it's like I'd be a very different Elizabeth if I had said, no, somebody else take these kids. <laughs> Even though there are days I question the sanity of that decision, but that's okay, too. Sure, but but now looking at it from a, a, a pagan or a spiritual point of view, yeah, mm-hmm. that decision would have literally had generations of impact. Exactly. You know? You know? Um, so yeah, our our now is that Summation. sum total of everyone's decisions, including our own, that they got, got us here. Right here. Exactly, and we can recognize that. Guess what? I made some good ones. I made some horrible ones along the way, and I can make different ones today, or I can well, continue I think, the ones that work. I think for me, what's what's changing is. You know, like I, I was alluding to here a few minutes ago with just sort of riding fate or being along for the ride as opposed to driving or, or being active. 
living it and with knowledge that we not only can impact our fate with our decisions, but it's we do impact our fate or our decisions, whether we're trying to or not. And that's, I think for me, that whole writing along with fate is when I get into situations where I sort of have a default response Mm. and and when I am defaulting, I am just writing that sum total of all of those decisions. When I am stopping and actually making a conscious choice on A or B or whatever, I am actually living intentionally. And it's universal across all the different faiths. You know, even the, the Esther Hicks, yeah, if you are thinking it, if you are believing it, then you are going to be that. So learning not to lean so much on my defaults. Yes. That makes sense. It does perfectly because those are those past behaviors that now you get to make choices in the present. Do they serve me? Are they making my life better? Or I need to do something different. Yeah. And it's okay to make, and the big piece of this is it's okay to make mistakes when we're trying different stuff. I'm a big, well, I'm going I'm going yeah. to follow this river whether I want to or not. So it's not a matter of unmaking any of the decision. It's learn from the ones that you don't do so great in. Yeah. And embrace and celebrate the ones, you know, that part of this for me is, is positive feedback and celebrating when I do do something that I know deep down this is going to improve the rest of my time here. Yes. And that, again, is just living intentionally. Yeah. And I think, like I said, I was talking about making, it's okay to make mistakes. A big one is I'm making different mistakes today. And I take great pride in that. Because absolutely, I am trying something different. It may not be the right choice. You know, it may not be the right whatever the first time around, but it means I'm learning all the time. You're growing. Yep. I'm growing. I'm making different mistakes than I made last week. Okay. I had that discussion with somebody this weekend, or I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, this afternoon. Um, you know, I wake up every morning and I think to myself, as long as I can learn something, teach something, and share something during the course of this day ahead of me, no matter what horrible thing may come from this day at the end of the day if i can point to something and say i learned there if i can point to a situation and say i taught someone something there if i can fulfill those three things then i'm ready for the next day i I can put this one away you know Oh, I know. Um, so, so every so every night we actually sort of close down that river of fate or of decisions until the next time we get to start rowing by making decisions of our own. Exactly, I think so. You know, and you and were that talking- probably extends not only over sleeping and waking, but probably over the end of life and the beginning of another life. I was I- sort of thinking of Susie there. Yeah. And knowing that in some way she is still living the river of those decisions that were made during the course of her life to her new fate. I think so. Yeah. 
you know, and I think we all have those. And you were talking about how you feel more control when you're driving the bus and you feel more alive and doing things. Someone I used to kind of call that almost like being on the leading edge of creation. Well, that's yeah, you, that's the saying that you used to have. Yep. Hanging out on the leading edge like a like a surfboard. Yep. Like a surfboard, yeah. And it's a rush. It's scary as fuck at times. Like you have no idea where it's going either. Right, absolutely. But you also have sort of this playfulness of, well, all right, what does this do? Yeah, you know, yeah. and you curl your toes the other way and all right, what happens mm-hmm. when I do this? So and there's it, adventure to it. And it's also deepens our connection with that internal external divine. Because when you think about it, the divine is 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 the creation itself. And if I'm on that leading edge, I'm getting closer to my own Absolutely. internal yep. divine. It's beaming out there like a beacon in front of me. I mean, it doesn't necessarily tell me where I'm going, but I can see that I'm on that edge. And there's something but about it, being on that edge. And it tells you by things that you see in your world every day that you are having intentional impact on your life. That oh, yeah. and the lives of people around you. How many fates, if you think about your grandchildren and everything else, how many fates have you shaped for someone else's life today? Hopefully it'll for a little bit for the better. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I will I, drop a word here and there and allow them to make their own mistakes. Because I think sometimes we forget that we learn better sometimes from mistakes than having things go well all the time. If nothing else we learn, the dead did not work and we don't want to do it again, hopefully. Fate, fate can be, as, as you referred to a couple of times in a couple of things that you've written, fate can be a cosmic two-by-four to the forehead, sure. Oh, yeah. It gets your attention real quick. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I and think I those think are the times attention. that we grow the most. I think so. Once the headache goes away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but, the, but the, no, not at all. But, but but you get the point that we. I think you grasp this very. It makes sense to your head when we talk about fate in those terms, because I I have always been one who railed the idea of oh it's fate and there's nothing you can do about it. And that's such bullshit. Yeah, see, I've never, I've, I've never bought into that. Absolutely. I'm kind of proud of the fact that I'm not the man that my father was. But you made that you deliberate know? choice not to be. Absolutely. But, Along the way, I made some bad choices, but overall, I made some good ones. Yeah. Well, I, I also think of it because I do come from that recovery perspective a lot of the time because that's part of my own personal fate it's like the serenity prayer where you ask to have the courage to accept the things i cannot change okay the past is done i can't change it yep the courage to change the things i can which means i can you know suck it up and go put one foot in front of me and go forward into a future that i have no clue how it's going to turn out and the wisdom to know the damn difference that's the hit and if, more than and anything you else could, you could put that a lot of different ways yeah yeah you know but it's all bound up with the idea human see time is linear we got past we got present we got future and time, we know as witches that time isn't linear like that it's more cyclical and circular and, and you know it also sort of loops back in on itself all the time but in general human beings because we we perceive the passage of time, it's the past, present, future kind of 
construct sure. that we work with to explain it. So if the past is the stuff that got us here, it's the river. The river's flowing from somewhere that got us here. We just can't go, okay. you know, you can't fight the current for want of a better word. If the water's moving fast enough, you can't go upstream like that. The salmon do when they die. But they also create life while they're doing it. There's yes, balance. Well, yeah, there's balance, but they're the We're, one exception to the rule, okay? Most of us do not do well going upstream. We get swept back in the direction the current's flowing eventually. You run out of strength to keep swimming against the current. So if you think of the current, like you said, is the, is the, the sweeping here to the present and then into the future, it's great. I love that analogy. Yeah, time is on. Well, and I'm sure that time is a river is someone else's. And I'm just saying, I'm sure I've read it or seen it because it's kind of a universal truth. But yeah, time yeah. for us humans is a river. I I question on the magical side in my beliefs whether or not time is actually real or just something that we built so that we can organize experience. Uh, but that gets way off in, why way off into a completely different metaphysical topic and yeah, well, not necessarily about the concept yeah. of faith. No, but what if you think about, you, you said you're not sure on the magical side. Well, think about it. Have you ever been in ritual and you thought you were there 10 minutes and three hours passed and it didn't feel like it at all? Absolutely. Yeah, so I think it's very different on the magical side and the mundane side. We're, on the mundane, we invented clocks, for God's sakes. I have yet yep. to encounter a clock in the middle of the magical side of things. You're looking confused. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking. I don't want to get us way off topic or whatever, but no, time, is, time, time is a very, very, very different thing if you have spent your entire existence as a musician. Yes. So I tend to see time in a different, you know, I'm thinking from a, the point of view of a drummer. I tend mm -hmm. to see time differently where you're talking about the general human's perception of time. So Yes, I am. So there we are. So we'll leave that one alone because I know there's another discussion that we'll have sooner rather than later thinking ahead on the spirals of time. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, that, that, that'll be a fun talk, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can. Uh, yes. And I'm not much of a physicist, but there's, you know, bending and stretching in all different ways. And in different parts of our lives, we can have different timing. But we'll leave that one alone. And we'll just leave it with, may you find mirth and reverence in all things. Because, boy, do I have fun talking to you on a regular basis. <laughs> and right back at you, my dear. What a wonderful lady you are. And some days my hero. Um, <laughs> folks, be, be safe, be kind, and be loved. I agree. Witch stones are a divination tool we created as part of our practice that deals with what we call concrete stones, specific types and kinds of energy, and conceptual stones, things and ideas about witchcraft, which can be read with either a seen or an unseen meaning. Recently, we have developed a set of oracle cards using this information. We would like to introduce you to one of these stones right now. In today's Witch Stone Spotlight, We'll be looking at the stone or card for Black Cat, concept stones 
focus on an aspect of the craft rather than a specific physical energy. The black cat is the seventh of eight mental concept stones that relate to the energy of thoughts or processes. It displays a pictograph of a black cat with an inquisitively curled tail and silver whiskers surrounded by a gray and red border. The border being split tells us that this is a concept card. The boy, excuse me, the border being gray over red or water over fire tells us that this card represents a physical concept. In ancient Egypt, they were revered because they resembled the cat-headed head, goddess Bastet, who protected their homes. In addition, they were used to keep rodents out of the pharaoh's grain supply, a very important job. Those of us on the path associate black cats with magic, even though it is such a stereotype, because cats often appear to have a mysterious life of their own, and they do seem to appear out of nowhere at times. This stone represents a symbol of magic, so the energy is both projective and receptive. The projective is the process of conscious creation, and the receptive is the influx or absorption of energy. Because it is both, the energy is associated with both the lark and the dark halves of the year. The black cat card is associated with the full and the dark or new moon. It represents creativity and inspiration when reflecting on the element of air. The black cat represents flow of actions when reflected on the element of water. The black cat represents creation to manifestation and transfer energy, transformational energy to change when reflecting on the actions to results. In a witch stone reading, the scene energy for the black cat card is magic, synchronicities, and conscious creation. Magic means you may want to try writing some spells of your own to create positive change in your present. Synchronicities occur when two events happen at the same time that appear to be related without an apparent similar cause. You may be aware of many synchronicities showing up in your life right now, similar to that thunk of a cosmic two by four. They're here for you to enjoy and use as a reminder of the untapped magical potential that exists in the world around you. Conscious creation is when you take the chance to step up and actually decide to deliberately work more magic in your life and to create something new and wonderful. And this might be the perfect time to do so. The unseen energy for the black cat is magic, signs and messages, and transformational energy. You may benefit from watching for those hints of magic around you at this time, but you may have to work to find them. Signs and messages may mean you will receive some type of communication that contains important news that you need to act on immediately. And transformational energy means you may be able to tap into the flow of the energy of the universe itself to create a major shift of some sort within your life at this time. 
that may change the course of your personal spiritual path because it will be life-changing. Before we go, we would like to present you with a tip or trick or witchy hint, just something to make your day go better because we live in a mixture of the magical and the mundane. For this tip, trick, or witchy hint, I'm going to suggest a way that we can live each step of each day with one foot on either side of this magical construct that we call the hedge. One foot on each side. So picture a nice morning. I've had a smoke bath and a spiritual shower, and I'm feeling all magical and full of potential. I even took five minutes to meditate. I am in the flow. A glorious ball of light and love. Fast forward half an hour, and now I'm slogging my way to the bus stop in the cold, in the slush. And I am smack dab in the middle of the mundane world. I wish there was a way that I could. Oh, hmm. And I had sort of a eureka moment. Knowing that there is this magical hedge that we speak about, and knowing that I am a magical being, I've begun visualizing being literally a Paul Bunyan or Jolly Green Giant cartoon character giant. While I'm walking, I am magical. I am mundane. I am spiritual. I am energetic. And then the bus comes up and splash, and I'm back into the mundane again. Ugh. And this is the way many days have gone for me. I need a way that will subtly, softly, gently remind me with almost every step that I take that my natural state is in both the magical and the mundane at the same time. With each step, I want to be reminded of this. There's an almost Zen quality. Anyway, I'd love to hear suggestions that other people have used, but what I'm trying is a penny in my shoe. Just one penny on one side so that there's sort of a perceived difference between the two feet. And, you know, the penny will move around. I'm hoping it won't hurt. It hasn't for the last couple of days. I'm not getting any blisters or whatever. Um, but just having that little bit of difference and it's sort of helping me to get this kind of, I am magical, I am mundane, I am spiritual, I am energetic. And it's sort of been a mantra for me. So if you can find a way to have this work for you so that you can have a reminder each and every step that we are in both the magical and the mundane. That is what I hope you get from this. Be safe, be kind, and be loved. Well, it looks like the coffee cups are empty for this week. We hope you join us again next Tuesday. But you can find us at our website, twoyoungcrones.com. That's the number two, Young Crones. We'd love to have you join our growing online Discord community. Check out our new Patreon presence. Just look for Young Crones Cafe. Through Patreon, you'll be able to make it to our Discord. 
We are also Young Crohn's Cafe on Twitter and Facebook. Until then, remember, we are witches who work with energies to affect change. We are believers in both imminent and transcendent divine. We are celebrants of the passage of the solar and lunar cycles. We are hedge walkers who pass back and forth between the worlds of the magical and the mundane. We are seekers of knowledge. And we are walkers of a spiritual tradition we call the path. So mote it be. So mote it be.